Welcome to Oaks Church, where we grow great lives and build big people. Thank you for checking out our podcast. We hope that you're encouraged by this life-changing message from Pastor Joel Scrivener. For more information, visit us online at oakschurch.com or follow us on social media at Oaks Church Texas. Well, I don't have to tell you, everyone knows that this has been an absolutely crazy week with the election and all the things we're still walking through. Things are still uh, being unveiled. Uh, votes are still being counted. This is an election like we haven't seen in probably 20 years here in America, and it can be incredibly unsettling. Uh, I want to remind you of a season uh, that was in our American history. This was the season where Abraham Lincoln had been nominated as, as the Republican uh, party nominee for the president of the United States. America was incredibly divided at that time. Uh, the North and the South, the Republicans and the Democrats, and there was a massive move on one side to abolish slavery and on the other side to keep and hold on to slavery. And Abraham Lincoln found himself in a place where he, in his acceptance speech on June 16th, 1858, made these famous words. He said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall, but I do expect it to, it will cease to be divided. It will become all one thing or all the other. Either the opponents of slavery will arrest the further spread of it and place it where the public mind shall rest in the belief that it is the course of ultimate extinction or its advocates will push it forward till it shall become lawful in all the states, old as well as new, north as well as south. Abraham Lincoln found himself in a place of conflict. He found himself in a place of national division and he led through that in a powerful way and thankfully the side of righteousness won. Slavery was abolished and our nation took a beautiful turn uh, for the future and we're still in progress. We're still learning. We're still growing. We're still developing but thank God that he is in charge. Thank God that he is working on the hearts of American people. Thank God that he is calling us as the people of God to stand up and to be accounted for and to be the leaders in this time and in this season. When Abraham Lincoln said a house divided against itself cannot stand, he was actually quoting Jesus. There was a time, in fact, this story is recorded in Matthew 12, where Jesus was doing miracles and the Pharisees came and said that he had been, uh, that it was through the power of Satan that he was casting out demons. And that's when Jesus specifically said that a kingdom, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. I don't know if you've ever had division in your household. I don't know if you've ever had some conflict in your household. I can imagine you have. I think every single one of us have. For me personally, it's really hard for me to function if my house is not in unity, if my family members are not in unity, if my wife and I are not in unity. I thought of a funny story when I was preparing this message. I call it the guacamole story. And it was a time where we were hosting some people at our house and we were making uh, Southwest turkey burgers. And oh my God, Jennifer makes amazing Southwest turkey burgers. And, and I have a world-class guacamole recipe um, that I have taught her specifically how to make my 
special guacamole. It's really that good. And on this specific occasion, I had made this guacamole, and we had about eight people there or something. And for whatever reason, uh, we had a little bit of division going on, and she and I got into a funny little spat where in her mind, I didn't make enough guacamole, and in my mind, she overserved the guacamole, and we had a guacamole incident. It was not a good thing. And how silly is that, that we can be divided over something so silly and so ridiculous, but that's life. And guys, right now, we're looking at things. I'm watching pastors online saying horribly divisive things. We're, we're in the middle of a divided na nation, guys. Our, our nation has not been this divided in a very, very long time. And we as the people of God cannot be participants in division. We've got to be unifiers. We've got to be people that hold on to the word of God and stand for what he's called us to stand for. Ephesians 6 uh, says, uh, verse 13 says this, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand still. I wanna encourage you guys, there are evil days in our past, there will be evil days in our future and we've gotta be people that as Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, put on the full armor of God and stand against the evil day. We've got to be people that buck and fight and refuse to be dividers. I want to take you to a story in scripture. This story is found in 1 Samuel verse 30. This is a story in King David's life before he was the king. While he was still kind of on the run for, for his life, he was living in the Philistine land and had actually made friends with some Philistines so that he could exist. And he had grown his little army to about 600 men, and they had actually gone off with the Philistines to fight for the Philistines against the nation of Israel. And while they were on that journey, uh, he literally specifically had to face one of the Philistine uh, generals and leaders. And the leader said, look, these other Philistines are not comfortable with you being with us. They've heard the songs. Apparently the song David has killed his tens of thousands and Saul has killed his thousands. Apparently that was a pop hit back in the day because it didn't just stay in Israel. The Philistines heard it over uh, outside of the nation of Israel where in their campments where they lived as well. So it was, must've been a famous song, but they said, we've heard these songs and we don't trust this David wouldn't in the heat of the battle turn against us. So send him home. And David and his 600 men went home, and as they began to go toward the village that they lived, Ziglag was the name of it, uh, they had a rude awakening. This is 1 Samuel 30, verse 1. It says, And David and his men reached Ziglag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because his sons and daughters, but David found strength in the Lord. Another translation says, encouraged himself in the Lord. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. Ab Abiathar brought it to him and David inquired of the Lord. The ephod was a vest that had all of these jewels on it. Uh, this is a time 
before Jesus releasing the Holy Spirit into the earth where the Holy Spirit will now live inside of you if you invite him in and you can have access to the Holy Spirit 24-7. They didn't have that back in those days. The Spirit would come upon people and then lift from people, but he didn't live inside of people the way he lives inside of people now. You are the temple of the Most High God. And if you give your life to Jesus, if you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life and ask his Holy Spirit to come and live inside of you, God's own spirit will come and live inside of you and give you complete 24-7 access to the heavenly father through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. That's an amazing and a powerful truth. But in this part of the story, David didn't have that yet. David had to use uh, a, a vest that had these jewels on it and they would pray and the different parts of the jewels would light up and would basically divine for them what God was communicating to them. So he said, bring me the ephod, Abiathar brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. This is what God was saying. Pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. And David and the 600 men with him came to Besor Valley, where they, uh, some stayed behind, and 200 of them were too exhausted to cross the valley, but David and the other 400 continued in pursuit. I want you to see here that as I mentioned earlier, a house divided cannot stand. David's own camp was divided in this season. It was such an evil day to them. It was so devastating to them that they literally found themselves in a place where they wanted to kill their leader. Uh, they were 100% hopeless. They didn't know what to do. And David made a powerful decision. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to learn how that when we're having these tough times, we, when we're having these hard days, when we're going through evil times in our world and in our life, that we don't go through it as anybody else, regular people would go through it when we ourselves have access to the Holy Spirit and we have the opportunity that we can encounter the Lord and encourage ourselves in the Lord and actually hear from the Holy Spirit. David got a word from God. You should pursue them. You will overtake them. You will recover all. When you have a word from God, it gives you power. So encourage yourself in the Lord and then get a word from God and go with it. Those are the two action points today. Get Encourage yourself in the Lord and get a word from God and go with it. But now what you need to see inside of the story is that literally similar to our nation, David's camp was split. Half of them, they like, we just can't. We're too ex exhausted. We just can't. And the other half was like, let's go. Come on. We're going to follow this word. Guys, we're going to find ourselves in a time, in a day. That, that phrase, I just can't, is a funny phrase that people use nowadays in our modern culture. Anytime something happens or whatever that they don't want to deal with, I, I just can't. I just can't. You, we hear people say all the time. We've got to be people, guys, that recognize that there are going to be folks that are still a part of our family that hit a place of exhaustion and they just can't. But that's when others of us rally and stand strong and pick up each other's burdens and actually go with the word that God has declared. So what happened is they actually went 
they pursued, they found the raiding party, they battled them, they slaughtered them, they got all of their women and children back and all of their possessions back. They won a massive victory and literally brought all of the spoils back. And what happened next was some of the men who had bad attitudes began to say, you know what, these 200 guys that didn't go with us to fight, we're not gonna give them any of the spoils. They can have their wives, they can have their kids back, and then they gotta go, they gotta get out of here. And David said, no, 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 that's not how it's going to be. They were too exhausted. They were too weary. You guys had the strength and the power to go and fight for them. We are all one. We will not be divided. We will be unified. And David made an edict that day. And all of the spoils were returned and all of the families were returned. And the family of God in David's camp unified back together. And they made a strong stance that they would not be divided. Guys, we've got to do this as the people of God. We can't allow ourselves to be divided over silly opinions, be divided over the news, be divided over race, be divided over gender, be divided over party. We cannot allow ourselves to fall into the trap of division. The enemy wants to divide God is a multiplier. And if we can learn how to unify, if we can learn how to align our hearts with him, God can unify us in a powerful way. And when we are in unity, we have incredible power. The scripture says that one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. When you are in unity with your brother, you actually have a multiple of 10 for the effectiveness you have in the Holy Spirit and in accomplishing things in life. Unity is essential. We've got to make sure that we do not allow, we rebel against division and we do not allow the enemy to separate us. We are the people of God and we must stand unified on the word of God, encouraging ourselves in the Lord, getting a word from God and going with it. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said, then Jesus said to his disciples, verse 24, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Jesus gave a powerful tool here, A, for us to be true disciples of Christ and B, for us to overcome division and unify. The number one thing that we need to do is obey the words of Jesus and deny ourselves. Deny ourselves, come together and follow Jesus. If we are in the flesh right now, guys, we're gonna fall into the trap of division. We're gonna fall into the trap of offense. We cannot afford to be in the flesh. We've got to live in the spirit. Those who walk and live in the spirit are called the sons of God. That's what the book of Romans tells us. We've gotta be the sons of God that walk in the spirit, not walk after the flesh. Get the Holy Spirit's perspective. Deny our physical flesh. Come together. Unify. Pick up our cross. What does that mean? Pick up your cross. The cross was something that Jesus had to carry all the way to Golgotha, and then they strapped him to it, and it was his place of death, literally. The cross for you is what you die to on a daily basis, and you pick up and you carry your burden. See, every single one of us have a a journey that we have to take that no one else can take. It's between us and the Lord. We've got things that we're going to walk through, things that we're going to have to carry, things that we're going to have to, uh, uh, that will feel like a burden. But Jesus says that his burden is easy and his yoke is light, and we are to release the burden to him, and he'll give us the strength to carry it. But we can't expect, it's a misconception that Christians are not going to have bad days, bad seasons, bad years, decades. Christians are going to go through stuff just like everybody else. The difference is you don't go through alone. 
and you don't go through without hope because you have the Holy Spirit if you've received him and you have the opportunity and the access to the faith, hope, and love that exists inside of the presence of God. Our flesh is the problem and we've got to make sure that we are people that will not fall into the trap of flesh. Oh, how easy is it to fall into the trap of flesh on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram when we see someone saying or posting something that is offensive to us? How hard is it for us to deny our flesh and not respond? Guys, we've got to deny our flesh. Come together, pick up our cross and follow Jesus. James uh, said in his book, James 1 verse 14, that each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. It, it, you're not tempted by the, again, the devil can tempt you, but we give the devil a, a little too much credit. Your flesh is the number one place of temptation. Your own evil desires are the number one place of temptation. The enemy know which buttons to push, but we've got to deal with our flesh. We've got to, as Paul said, crucify our flesh. To live is Christ and to die is gain. It says that after each desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. We've got to be people that come against the evil desires and put our flesh in check and make sure that we are walking in the spirit. I've got one last verse for you today. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 says, Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the spoken, declared, rhema word of God, not the word sitting in a book uh, with dust on it, the word of God that is in your heart coming alive and coming out of your mouth. That is the sword of the spirit. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Guys, we've got to be people that put on the full armor of God, that spend time in his presence, that focus on the salvation that he has, and we renew our minds on a daily basis. We pick up our faith and we hold it like a shield, and we make sure that we use the faith that we have to overcome the attacks of the enemy. That breastplate of righteousness, the way we live our lives, the righteousness of how we follow Jesus Christ is a protective source for us. Uh, our, our loins covered with truth, the most, uh, the, the most fragile part of our body has to be covered with truth. The truth truth of Jesus Christ. We cannot believe the lies of the enemy. We cannot build our lives on the opinions of the world. We have to build our life. The procreation of our life is covered in truth in the name of Jesus. And lastly, that sword of the spirit, which is the declared spoken word of God. We as the people of God have to encourage ourselves in the Lord, get a word from him, be strong in the Lord. He is our strength. He is our power. He is our might. And we've got to walk tall and unified together. Let's be people that listen long, that hear people's hearts, that have real conversations. Guys, our nation can't heal unless we can learn how to appreciate other people that have different opinions than ours, that see the world differently than ours. This whole idea of if you see it differently than me, then you're evil, you're a racist, you're a whatever. Guys, that's just not right and it's just not fair. It's just not right. We were all raised differently. We all see the world through a different lens. 
Some of you were raised Republican. Some of you were raised Democrat. Some of you were raised poor. Some of you were raised rich. Some of you were raised in a home with two wonderful, healthy parents. Others of you were raised in a home that had one single parent that was struggling to make things come together. Guys, we were all raised differently. And we've got to stop seeing only through our perspective. And we've got to start opening our eyes to recognize that other people have a different perspective because of what they've walked through and the lens that they have in their lives. And we've got to be able to have real conversations and learn to see things from other people's perspective. Guys, not any one perspective is all the way true. Did you know that? Except God's perspective. Human perspective is always from a limited position. You see from one side, someone else sees from the other. It's a limited position. And we've got to be able to back away from our positions and see things through God's lens, the lens of his word. But we've also got to be able to have real conversations and recognize, guys, there's a reason that we literally have a half of our country red and half our country blue. And, and we've got to figure out a way that we can love people, honor people, respect people, and unify and not divide. We hope this message has blessed your life. And if it has, we want to invite you to sow into what God is doing here at Oaks Church. It's as simple as going to oakschurch.com and clicking the Give button. On behalf of Oaks Church, thanks again for listening and have a great week.